Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Zero Dark Sparty podcast on this fine Wednesday. It is December 11th. I am Tara. And I am Jason. We're two weeks from Christmas, and we're here to give you guys a little early gift. Are we? Yeah, just another episode of our podcast. Oh, isn't this always so nice? Isn't this always a gift to the people? So sweet of us. I know. We're so good. We have other gifts, though, too. We have a lot to discuss today. We've got a bowl game to discuss. It's going to get real controversial in here. We've got a basketball game to discuss. And some other little news and bits here and there. News bits and some mailbags and some questions. Uh, So let's get right into it. All right. Championship weekend was last weekend. It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. We were not participants in that weekend. We were not participants, but I watched a lot of football. I watched so much football. I watched a lot of blowout football games. I Um, I I watched Ohio State struggle with Wisconsin. That was a... Very surprising start to that game. Well, actually, I saw a, diff- a tale of two halves with uh, with Ohio State. The first half they didn't look great. Second half they looked unstoppable. Very good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you kind of knew though it was only a matter of time till Ohio State kind of broke out because mm-hmm. you weren't gonna hold them scoreless for too long. No, the team has too much talent. But something a little bit interesting is, I think uh, Fields is a little injured. He you think didn't so? look right. He didn't look so? right to me. His knee, he apparently has like a sprained MCL, which, you know, you can play through. I've had a friend who played through an MCL sprain, but well, he ste- definitely limited his mobility, I thought. He stepped out of the Michigan game for a minute to go get that brace put on, yeah. if you remember. And it's a pretty bulky brace, which he said is more for protection, but it does limit his mobility a little bit. And you kind of saw, he tried to escape the pocket a couple times, and he was caught pretty quickly, so... Well, that's okay. I mean, even if he is injured and if something were to happen, not saying it's going to, I think they're in good hands with my boy Chuganov. Mm, Chuganov is our backup quarterback. It's a pretty sweet name. I hear he's a hit at frat parties. Uh, You know, Chuganov. Um, But with every championship weekend, we have Selection Sunday. We did indeed. I didn't watch a second of it. Oh, I heard that the coverage was absolutely terrible on TV. Okay, why do we need a show from 12 to like 4 p.m.? Especially when the NFL's on. Like, I'm trying to watch football. I'm trying to watch shit I care about. I basically just like F5'd uh, Twitter and was like waiting, waiting. Yep, so, you know, I'm sitting here. Once it got close to 4 o'clock, I was like, all right, it's time for us to find out what bowl game we're going to. We gotta know. And so I'm sitting here on on a Sunday afternoon Sweating a little bit because all of a sudden Dwayne Haskins just started to look like a quarterback against my Packers, mm-hmm. uh, and we almost lost. We almost lost that game. Um, and then I see that we are we have been selected to go to a bowl game. We have indeed. We were playing against Wake Forest. The Demon Deacons. The Demon Deacons. Speaking of, what is a Demon Deacon? Uh, we'll get into that next week. <laughs> I already know what a demon deacon is. No, I want the backstory. Give okay. me all the juicy all right, we'll details. We'll get the backstory, but. Um, yeah, we'll get into a full preview next week discussing all of the ins and outs of Wake Forest football, because, uh, not going to lie, I haven't watched a second of them, but... Well, it's ACC football, so But that's what this week is for. It's bad. It's, it's bad not bad football. But they are 8-4, um, but yeah, we're if you haven't seen, we're going to the Pinstripe Bowl in New York City, baby, and Jason has very strong feelings about this. So if you were on Twitter and you happened to be following we me... We were fighting each other. Um... I immediately just sent out a tweet that said the pinstripe bowl is complete garbage. 
and it's a terrible selection and it's a bad thing for the university and then i immediately re- like retweeted a bunch of people that were also saying similar things and i still feel that way i get that but if i'm looking at it from a player perspective because i'm not going to this bowl game i wouldn't i probably wouldn't even go to detroit either if we're being honest it's the day after christmas not really into that i'll probably be too hungover to gather my things and get down to detroit but I do understand that from a fan perspective, there is a huge appeal to go down to Detroit, bring a bunch of friends, you know, you can go to the bars, and, you know, you know the way to Ford Field. A lot of us have gone to Lions games, so, I mean, it's it's a familiar territory, it's cool, whatever. But, to be honest, I think from a player perspective, it's pretty cool to be able to go to New York. A lot of them haven't been to New York. I think it's pretty cool. Obviously, it's a shitty bowl game. This team kind of deserves a shitty bowl game. It's a shitty bowl game, and it's. I, I don't see the draw in going to New York. Well, if you don't want to go to New York, then you got to beat Arizona State and you got to beat Illinois. So you, we kind of deserve this. We Yeah, we deserve to not have to travel. We don't deserve to go anywhere. That's that's what I'm saying. Uh, this, this they is deserve scene. to go somewhere, but they, they get to play outside. So that's their. They get to play outside. They get to play at, uh, at Yankee Stadium, which... Which is an experience. Uh, I mean, it's kind of cool. And they I get to go to the 9-11 like, Memorial Center. That's really cool. They get to... Uh, they were telling... They listed a bunch of stuff in the press conference. Not going to lie. I tried to watch the press conference stream. I think um, a few beat writers had it. But it was so boring. The like head guy went on like these anecdotes for like 15 minutes about like Michigan State history and Wake Forest history. And I about fell asleep. So I just kind of picked up the random bits and bops that were important. Mm-hmm. And basically, they're going to like go to some talk shows. They're going to you know go to Rockefeller Center. They're going to do like a lot of the New York experience stuff. They're going to eat at really nice places. Like They're going to have a good time. None of that helps my football team get any better. They're going to get that. more practices. That's what makes they're gonna They're going to get the practices, but none of the other stuff that you just mentioned, it's all distraction. Good. I'm well, fine with it. Why is that good? They deserve a break. They deserve to just have a nice time you in New York. You, you, Why you, do you care so much? It doesn't matter. It's a it. shitty bowl game. They, you, they're just going to have a, an experience. They're student athletes. They deserve to go have a little vacation, even if it is in New York in the winter. Win a couple other games, go to a nice location, and have That's a nice little said, vacation. That's what I said, but we didn't. But you didn't. We lost the two, those two games I mentioned, Illinois and Arizona State, and this is what you deserve. Now, this the, is inter- what you now the university has to pay a couple million dollars Good. for a meaningless Shell it out. that sucks. Shell it out. Um, Wake Forest, as we mentioned, is an 8-4 and four football team. Yeah, uh, they, they started the... out really hot. They started out like five and zero, oh, and then they started to kind of drop a couple games. All right, but let's talk about who their opponents are here. Yeah, they started out five and zero. Oh, they started five, Utah State. Let's trash, not. Oh, Rice, excuse trash. me. I will not hear any slander about my Utah State Aggies. You take that back immediately. Trash. North Carolina football. Trash. Elon. Trash. Elon Musk. Cool. Uh, Boston College. Trash. Uh, Louisville lost. A also, close game. also kind of trash. Florida State trash. Fired their coach midseason. Only won by two points. Uh, North Carolina State eh, don't know anything about them. Probably trash because they won by thirty-four points. Uh, Virginia Tech not trash. Lost by twenty points. Uh, Clemson absolutely not trash. Got blown out um, by forty-nine points. By forty-nine points. Uh, Duke. But who hasn't gotten blown out by forty-nine points to Clemson? Duke football trash and Syracuse football. Trash. They lost in overtime in that game, to be fair. 
But a trend I notice, obviously I haven't delved too deep into Wake Forest, that's for next week, but just as a brief overview, it does appear that they can offense pretty well. A lot of these scores are pretty high scoring. Um, we'll have to kind of see their statistics and how they match up, but that could be a problem if they're really good at passing. That could be a problem for our secondary. So we'll have to look into it, see how good their quarterback is, the numbers. We'll talk about that next week. We'll get into it next week, but I think we'll find that they're actually but it trash. Is, it is going to be a 320 kick on December 27th. ESPN has released the broadcasting team, Adam Amin. He's pretty funny. I like him. Matt Hasselbeck. Interesting. And Paul Carcaterra. And about 12 people will watch because it's during a work day. Yep. I'll it's be watching. Fantastic. I actually got offered a free ticket, so y'all might see me in New York. You may not. I don't know. We'll see. Probably you might not. also be one of the 12 people that go to the game. Excellent. I actually know someone that's going because they live in New York, and they're like, yeah, I might fuck around and go. They're not even a Michigan State fan, but they're like, I was actually planning on going to that game anyways, so. Hmm. Either way, I'll have eyes and ears in the stadium either way, so. It's pretty cool. Alright, so, in some other news, um, obviously there's been some press conferences this week and some discussions, and some transfer portal business has been happening. So we had another player enter the transfer portal this last week. Um, it was offensive lineman Dimitri Douglas. He's a redshirt freshman from Saline. He has never played a snap for Michigan State. Um, but obviously, if you look at the playing rotation, um, he hasn't been able to crack that rotation. Well, he did, he just there were guys in front of him. I yeah. mean, Samac got time, Dobbs got time, JD Duplain. Uh, Samac and Duplain are going to be anchors on the line going forward. Uh, we have yet to see, uh, I think, a little bit of what Devontae Dobbs can do just with kind of the spotty... Injury history and a couple other things, mm-hmm. um, but it's clear that he even was way behind. Yeah, Demetri Douglas is behind all of these. If guys. you're behind three true freshmen, it's not looking too promising for you. So, it definitely looks like it was a situation where he just kind of saw his uh, his mm. window diminishing there. Mm-hmm. Um, Boyer Randall, if you guys remember our good friend Brandon Boyer Randall, uh, he committed to Come play back. at Texas Tech via Twitter this Oof. past week. Uh, they so, don't play defense there, so you know you can go have a is nice that the easy time. Is that Sikkim? Sikkim is Baylor, but they have like the little little mascot with the guns, I think. Uh, but yeah, so our other transfer portal boys haven't we haven't heard any other landing spots quite yet, but uh, we'll keep our eyes and ears peeled for those guys. Uh, so also speaking of transfer portal, D'Antonio kind of said that he's exploring the transfer portal at this moment. Uh, He has a quote that said, uh, it's very difficult to look at it, so we have segmented it out. We we have one guy who deals with just the portal. Um, By the way, can I get that job to just stock the transfer portal? Uh, That sounds awesome. No. Um, But it's sort of difficult to try and figure your way through it right now. Is it really, D'Antonio? You got to look at grades. You got to look at where they're at in terms of where they're going to have to sit out or if they're graduate transfers. So there's these different categories that you have to look at relative to what needs are and things of that nature. So I, I imagine you're watching film, but also you're sitting there staring at a lot of spreadsheets. Um, which I could totally do. Mm-hmm. I, I would do it for free, just letting you know. Um, totally would stock the transfer portal. So if you ever need me, Coach D, I wonder who's the coach that got to do that. <laughs> Is it like an intern? Or it's like... absolutely it's <laughs> absolutely an intern that puts the data together and then the coaching staff probably reviews it. Um, but we have actually gotten, we have used the transfer portal in the past. If you guys 
didn't hear last year, we did get a commitment uh, from Jaden Reed. Uh, he's a wide receiver, and he transferred from Western Michigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just talking to Jason about this before we recorded, and he's a pretty promising difference maker uh, at wide receiver. Um, personally, I've heard some really good things uh, from people close to the program about him and about his future. Um, but if you look at his stats last year, they're pretty impressive. Um, he got 56 catches for 797 yards and eight touchdowns. Uh, he's also a punt returner, which, uh, we could use. Um, but not as impressive, but 12 punt returns, um, average 17.9 yards and also a touchdown. So he seems to be kind of a shifty guy. He's not the largest wide receiver we've ever had. You know, I think he's billed at six foot, but I think I was reading his rivals page. I think he came out of high school at uh at five nine or five ten and a buck fifty five. He's small. Let's yeah, go five I mean, eleven. Let's give him an extra two inches. He's like five. He's under. He's just a touch under six foot and like one fifty five. Well, maybe he's bulked up a little bit under Ken Manny. Maybe a year in the strength and conditioning program. We I don't know his exact stats right now of how big he is. But. Maybe, but. And, and, of course, you got to look at it at the stats that you just read off. 56 catches, 797 yards, 8 touchdowns. That's nice. That's pretty uh, nice. He did that while Kyle Wasnick was throwing to him in Western Michigan, and, and Kyle Wasnick was the best quarterback that Western Michigan ever had. So, I mean, he's a freshman. He's a true freshman. So I think it's pretty good numbers. He was a freshman All-American. So, mm. obviously, he's in pretty elite company there. Anyway, so as we shift gears... Um, the early signing period for football is coming up next week, so December 18th through the 20th. Um, D'Antonio expects all 19 committed players to sign early, so that's kind of what he has said publicly. But, you know, if you're into looking into tea leaves, uh, we've seen D'Antonio and all of the staff uh, have been out recruiting and doing in-home visits this week, so... I don't know if that says anything about the future of those assistants in our program, but we've seen a lot of the main ones out recruiting. So unfortunately, yeah. um, but you know I, that I think that really does speak volumes. These guys wouldn't be putting this much work into recruiting if they weren't going to be back next year. Yeah, we'll just have to see. D'Antonio has said time and time again he's going to evaluate the staff after the season, but then he also has his deposition that he's going to have to do after the game as well. Um, not sure on the exact timing of when that deposition is going to be taking place, but I do believe they said after football season that they're going to push that to happen. So we'll just have to keep an eye out for uh, the early signing period, see if uh, all of them come through or if we have any surprise ads possibly. Probably mm-hmm. not, but we'll see. All right. Uh, we had some senior game invites. So Brian Lewerke and Daryl Stewart are actually going to the Rose Bowl this year. Did you know that? Did you I, hear this? I did. So they're going to be playing in the NFLPA Collegiate Bowl, if you guys are into that kind of thing. I've never actually watched one of these, nor cared. But anyways, it's kind of notable. Uh, offensive lineman Tyler Higby and safety David Dowell have accepted invitations to play in the East-West Shrine Bowl as well. The Shrine Bowl is typically the, the more, better one. The yeah, more prestigious. It's the more prestigious yeah. one, yeah. Which is kind of surprising that Tyler Higby's in there, not trying to shade him or anything. But uh, there's a big need a for there's a big need for alignment in the NFL right now. Just ask the Green Bay Packers. Um, anyway, um, according to the game's official website, 112 players officially participated, um, in the 2018 NFLPA Collegiate Bowl, representing 84 colleges. 42 of those players out of the 112 were invited to the combine, 
and 19 were selected in the draft. So, so not... uh, you know, if you're going to the if you're going to the NFLPA Collegiate Bowl, your your odds aren't as good, but yeah, we'll see. Anyways, um, and then to finish off with football, Kenny Wilkes was the recipient of this year's Burlesworth Trophy. Yes. And the Burlesworth Trophy, if you haven't heard, is awarded to the nation's top performer walk-on. It's the tenth year that this trophy's been in place, and. Surprisingly enough, D'Antonio was the first head coach to have attended the ceremony, which I thought was kind of cool and sad at the same time. D'Antonio's going to take his dubs where he can get them right now. Um, I think it's a little sad that other coaches haven't come out for their players. Um, maybe it's just the time of the season with recruiting and everything. They may not do yeah. it, but it's a little sad. Yeah. Come I mean, support your guys. Good for Kenny. But for- good for Kenny. I'm really excited about it. Um, you know, he's set school records and he's made a huge impact on this program. Um, but yeah, obviously, oh, great honor for him. Great honor for him. In a tough season, but absolutely. So that's kind of our football news. Um, before we get into our basketball, we are going to take a brief break and we will be right back. All right. See you guys. Hey, we're back. Hello, hello. Hey, hey. So on Sunday, Tara, what were you doing on Sunday? Uh, I was actually working. I, I'm an intern, kind of, for Jack Edling, and we had the Press Pass All-Stars show. So we were all kind of following along on our phones, but the show starts at about 8 o'clock, so I got to kind of listen on the radio on my drive over. So I heard some of the stuff, and then uh, we all were kind of watching the game cast on our phones during the show, so... Mm-hmm. I got to see bits and bops here and there, but, uh, you know. Well, I was also in Lansing on Sunday, but I was actually at the game. Were you now? I was. I went. Let's I attended, talk about the atmosphere. What was Brez like? It was fine. It's you fine. know, it was a December game at the Brez. It wasn't yeah. electric like a, like a big, like a, like a Sunday what bigger night. Big Ten matchup would be. Mm-hmm. But it was a Sunday afternoon or Sunday evening at the Brez. Uh, you know, going into finals weekend. Did you see any and, Rucker fans? No, I didn't really. They don't travel very well, probably for basketball, especially mm, early shame. December basketball. Because their basketball team actually isn't as bad. Their as basketball their team, team. Their basketball team isn't bad. They're uh, not bad. They're not world beaters. I think they're they're very good defensively last year. Yes, and actually, there are aspects of them being just as good defensively this year. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, do I think that they're they're as good as they were last year? No, no but, not yet, at least. But, but they, they did some things that I really liked. Um, their coach the, is really good. Yeah, he's he's eventually going to get a bigger job, I think, and Definitely. he's going to do really good things. But he's so limited at Rutgers right now. But he's it's, done a lot with the team. They they just don't have the draw. Um, but let, let's get into you it. I mean, Pescataway isn't a. Destination. Uh, nobody job. wants to go hang out at the <laughs> at the birthplace of college football. They can't oh, even get shame. football players. For shame. Um, you hate to see it. But let's get into the game. Right. Um, Michigan State beat Rutgers seventy seven to sixty five on Sunday evening. Which a twelve point win sounds pretty good, but then if you watch the game, it was a lot closer. If you watch the game; it was 12. a lot closer yeah. than that at a lot of yeah. points. Um, it felt like every run. Rutgers kind of kept coming back. They wouldn't go. Away. It was you know they were counterpunching a lot of the game, and they mm-hmm. would counterpunch very well. Yeah, they would never get over the hump to really kind of be in front of us, but they would. They, but remain tight throughout. They remain tight, and we just kind of pulled away at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting enough, we did a very very good job on their starters. 
Um, yeah, Geo Baker had a pretty rough Geo Baker's night. Geo Baker's one of their best players. Um, and, and we know he, he loves to shoot. Yeah, we, he we, he likes loves to shoot. to shoot the ball. Yeah. Uh, he only had four points. Um, he made one field goal. He made two free throws. That's that's really that's, it. That's good. Uh, he it's was distributing the ball well. I mean, he had five assists. You have more assists when you have more points, though, and you're the team's top scorer. Not great. No. No. He also played 30 minutes and had that stat line. Yeah, no one on Rutgers really shot that well. Uh, They have a guy that comes off the bench, uh, and I, I apologize. I don't know how to say his last name. Yaboa is what we're going to go with. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, played, he played off the bench. He played 25 minutes. Uh, six and nine from the field, two or three from three. Most efficient player. Yeah. Uh, made all his free throws. Seventeen points. Um, he was six of nine. Nice. Six of nine. <laughs> nice. Uh, I have some feelings about him. Um, and and I have some feelings about Michigan State that I'm going to get into in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, here, uh, MSU. We did some things. We played a smaller rotation than we have the yeah. past few weeks. And I think some of that is. Um, because of the injury of Rocket Watts. Part of it's through the injury, but I think part of it is that we're starting to kind of iron down what the uh, what rotations we're going to use on the floor at any given time. Which Izzo tends to do Big Ten season. Yeah, yeah. that's... He tends the, to kind of, Non-conference is his experimentation time, and then Big Ten season, he, kind of, he tends to kind of slim down the rotation a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So... Um, nine guys played. Um, and the lawyer most, only played three minutes. Yeah, uh... You got to worry about things mm-hmm. like things like minute and, and time use. Right. Uh, Tillman was on the floor for 38 minutes. Henry was on the floor for 36 minutes. Uh, Gabe Brown, uh, in his sudden starting role, got 34 minutes. Looked real good while he was doing it. I, I was really like Gabe Brown. Big a lot. fan of Gabe Brown. Yep. Uh, big Gabe Brown podcast here. Uh, Cash Swinson got 36 minutes. I want to talk to you about Marcus Bingham. Yeah, Jason has uh, a gripe. Here's the thing. I think Marcus Bingham on the, on this team right now, outside of Tillman when he's on, I think that Marcus Bingham probably plays some of the best defense on this team. He I certainly has the highest ceiling. I do too. Of any player. Definitely. I don't think our guy Yaboa here goes off for 17 points if he's got a Marcus Bingham on him. I do think that that guy that kind of a guy gets that if you're putting in, you know, Kithier. Malik Hall and Thomas Kithier. And we love um, Kithier, but and we love him, he is limited but... in his size ability. Right now he is. He's an intelligent basketball player, and he finds himself in good positions a lot of the time, but he is limited. He, he is a bit limited. Um, and, and Kyle Arns. Same with Kyle Arns. you got to work him in. I understand that he needs to be there. I think um, it was maybe a back issue, possibly. Maybe why he didn't play as many minutes. It could be. Um, cause we know he did kind of twinge the back. Um, they haven't said anything about it, but I would imagine he's not a hundred percent right now. He's probably playing at like 80 or 90, but mm-hmm. I would say he's probably not a hundred percent right now. Cause back issues are going to keep coming up for him. It's not going to, mm-hmm. it's going to be a, an issue for him for a long time, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, but Aaron so, Henry, let's talk about Aaron Henry. Aaron Henry played a little bit more of an aggressive game. He actually kind of stepped up and played basketball instead of looking like he was lost on the floor. Um, which was nice. Because it was he, a very disappointing performance against Duke. Uh, especially for a player of his caliber to only shoot twice and at the end of the game, especially basically. for a player that did what he did against Duke, you know, yep. six months earlier, too. So he's he was a lot more aggressive in this game. He shot 10, he shot ten field goals. Mm-hmm. Big improvement. He mm-hmm. was 2 of 10. Not as great. But he did get to the line. He went 7 of 8 on the free throw line. So it's a lot better signs of... 
Aaron Henry realizing his role and being a little bit more aggressive, which will, we need. And I want to say that that's the thing that the team did kind of as a whole. Yeah. Um, Henry Bingham, or not Bingham, uh, Henry Brown and Cassius all got to the free throw line mm-hmm. often. Yes, we need that. Um, Between the three... Because they're good free throw shooters. Between the tw- three, I mean, they, they hit 20 points. They had 20 points from the free throw line between those three um, and missed two shots out of a possible 22. So, mm-hmm. um, that's Pretty, huge. Yeah. If you look earlier in the season, I was a little concerned about some of our free throw shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it's getting better. Um, so, we did out-rebound Rutgers as well. 40 to 32, which mm-hmm. is, is good. Um, I'm still concerned, and, and I think a lot of other people are noticing that we don't we're not as good on the offensive boards this year. No. Seven to six. We don't... We, we don't haven't go, been dominating that stat. We don't collect... Year. Yeah, we haven't been, and we usually do. That's usually mm-hmm. a thing that Izzo preaches. We, may, we really boards. miss our dear, sweet Kenny Goins. We miss Kenny Goins a lot. Oh, I, I, I miss him every day. I mean, it, he was such a good rebounder. And mm-hmm. just a guy that Izzo trusted and would just plug in anywhere. Just mm-hmm. such a glue guy. Him mm-hmm. and McQuaid were both... Elite glue guys. Yeah, uh, McQuaid was so good from distance, and, and Kenny Goins was good under the basket. And that's this team, I don't think, still has really found that, that dominant force. This team just doesn't really have an identity right now. They're struggling with an identity. Fig- they're, they're figuring it out, though. If and they we've can... got some good games to figure it out. As we were yeah. looking at the schedule coming ahead, Jason. Yeah, the schedule coming up here isn't really getting any... It's very favorable. ...any more tough. Uh, we get, we got to go on the road to Oakland this Saturday. And Oakland... This isn't Oakland's best team, but no. Oakland usually gives us quite a battle in the past because usually they get a transfer. Uh, last year, I think they had a guy from Illinois, was mm-hmm. it? That really good guy. Um, and they always go off on us, whoever they are. Um, so, yeah, they it's not Oakland's best team, but, you know, they're well coached. Mm-hmm. They're going to give us a fight because, you know. Anyways, uh, and then Wednesday we've got Northwestern, and then following up we have Eastern Michigan and Western at home after that. So yeah, we're getting we've into, got a time where we can figure our. We're getting stuff into that out. stretch of uh, the games at the Breslin that aren't very. Uh, you know, growing up, my dad used to always take me to these games because we could get the like cheap ones. Yeah, they're 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 super cheap, and you yeah. can get like. I remember there was one time we sat like first row behind the basket. Yeah, and like these we had players crashing into us, and, and stuff. some of them are weekday games, like that Wednesday and against Northwestern, like those weird. It's a weekday, weekday to, and it's like game. early yeah. too. Yeah, oh, those earlier night game weekday games where you can kind of sneak a game for pretty cheap. Uh, so yeah, there we've got a pretty favorable schedule coming up where we can kind of figure out our stuff, I think, and maybe nail down some shooting, maybe get a little hot. I would like to see us shoot a little bit better from three. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we haven't had a game where I feel like we're all kind of firing at all once. So. I don't know. Definitely. But, yeah, we can kind of figure that out, too. Um, and then as far as the rest of the Big Ten. Yes. Um, you kind of were talking to me before the show. Yes. Um, and you told me that you think that there are four clear front runners yep. in the Big Ten and that everyone else is and just kind of... Well, there's like, there's a top tier. It's mm-hmm. four teams. And then there's, like, maybe a tier below, like, a slight tier below that maybe has one or two teams, and then there's the rest. And I realize it's early in the season, and this is subject to change, mm-hmm. but I think there's a clear top four, and I don't really see this changing very much. Okay. So, it's obviously going to be Ohio State. Yep. Michigan State. Sure. Michigan. Sure. And Maryland. And I think that Maryland could go in and out of this top three or four 
and switch out with another team, but I think there's definitely a top three. Um, and then the next tier is going to be like your Purdue, or you mentioned in Iowa, maybe. Uh, yeah. I mean, you never know what you're going to get with Fran Ball. Um, no. You're going to get you angry. Fran you're going to get angry. You know, he might punch something. His players play a little cheap, too. Uh, I mean, he... Ugh. Garza through, he, just makes me want to punch a Oh, uh, yeah. Garza. Oof. I mean, uh, he dropped like 40-plus on Michigan. Was it 43? He really I don't did. know the exact number, but I know it was over 40 points. And that's the thing. is he can, Michigan he, still won. He can either drop Double points... Two. Um, or, you know, he can drop, like, fists to your nose by mistake. Or, or, a or the eye punch, or a, the eyes pokes. The eye pokes they or were, a straight They're elbow. big into the eye pokes. You know, real real big into Elbows that. to the face. You know, just the little things that you Kithy try Kithier better wear his mask if we yeah. play them. Yeah, the whole team better wear masks, yeah. honestly. So. so, yeah, Iowa, they're really bad defensively, but their offense is pretty good. Mm-hmm. They can score. I want to give a I want to give a nudge to to Penn State who just beat Maryland. That's that yeah. Lamar a, Stevens is a dude. Lamar Stevens is an absolute dude. Yeah, and we've got some dudes in this conference. We got some big dudes. Yeah, it's gonna some be it's gonna be an interesting year. And uh, Maryland is uber talented though. Indiana, they are very talented. Indiana's only lost one game. Mm, who knows? Yeah, well, we'll see. I know you're not a big Indiana guy. I'm but... not a big Indiana guy, but they did sweep us last year, so anything they really, can happen. They really did. <laughs> So I think the Big Ten, like you, you were mentioning before the show, the Big Ten will kind of cannibalize itself, and we'll kind of see what kind of comes out. But I do think there's kind of a tier right now. But obviously, like I said, subject to change. Yeah, always subject to change, and it changes every year. So, but Ohio State's looking really good. Michigan's looking really good. Michigan State hasn't hit their stride yet, but we know everyone knows. I mean, we were number one in the country starting out the season for a reason. There's Mm -hmm. we've got Cassius Winston. We have a lot of talent. We're just not really firing on all cylinders right now, but we got to trust in Tom Izzo to get the team right. Definitely. So, All right. Any other notes, news, things you want to mention? Well, no, that's really all I have about basketball, but I think we can kind of move forward into my favorite segment of the week. Mailbag. Mailbag time. Uh, we have some questions here. A lot of them from Upper Deck Jerk Guy. It's a cool. big Upper Deck Jerk Guy. Big section. Upper Deck Jerk Guy week. Uh, you know, guys, probably we, should have put out the call earlier. We like all of your questions, though. Come on, like ask us anything at any time. We're willing to answer. Really, we're gonna, we're gonna workshop some other things, though. We're thinking of doing like a question of the week to kind of like get some more engagement uh, going. We'll, we're we're workshopping things. So yeah, if you guys yeah. have any ad- questions or advice or things you want us to talk about, let us know. We are getting into a bit of a light content time. In podcasting, yeah. Soon, soon we're so. gonna have a. Uh, I mean, we're gonna have one to two basketball games a week tops to talk about. So that a full podcast does not make. Although I do want to shout out real quick our Michigan State men's hockey team. Hey. Uh, y'all swept Wisconsin. They sure did. They look very good. Um, yeah, the hockey teams. Hockey teams doing things. Yeah. Hockey school, baby. Hockey school. Can't forget our hockey school. Dead and cold, baby. Anyway. Uh, first message from the mailbag comes in from Mick Shane at Green Duncan on Twitter. Yes, are people grumpy about Rocket not being held back in the early season when clearly he was compromised? I am grumpy about it. I think some people were a little bit upset, but I think some of that has to circle back to a lot of the injuries we've dealt with in both sports. Mm-hmm. And people starting to kind of question the strength and conditioning program. Um, and this has been happening for a while. This isn't just a recent rocket, um, people having complaints. It has been a thing that has been talked about on the Twitter for a bit here. Um, obviously, I don't think you can blame the strength and conditioning program 
to say he was clearly compromised because I thought he looked pretty good early in the season. Yeah. He wasn't hitting shots, and he struggled with his shot a bit, but I think he looked really good, and he, everyone was saying how he was showing, you know, improvement week to week. Mm-hmm. And But I do, excuse me, I do have to say, though, that I think he did do a lot before arriving at Michigan State. You know, he had USA Basketball, he had AAU, and then he had Moneyball. That is a lot of stress on your body, and maybe he probably should have taken a little break, but if the staff said he was good to go, then I don't have any complaints. Yeah, I, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head here a little bit. Um, I always do. Everyone, when, when everyone read stress, injury, in foot, um, I think everyone just immediately thought of Langford, um, and immediately thought, oh no, so I think it we're going to have another one of those again. Could be a leg or a foot. The, the initial reports that I thought I read uh, from Vanini and others on Twitter were foot. Okay. Uh, it may have changed since then. Um, I've seen both, I think. I've seen leg, and then I thought I saw foot as well. So, so we... Lower leg injury. Anyway, it, it everyone makes everybody, you know, panic kind of mm-hmm. right away. Because, oh no, we've already got one of those on our team, and, and then is there a problem with strength and conditioning? Yeah. These are injuries that happen in basketball. They just do. And another thing is how... We're very isolated in our fandom in some ways where we're so focused on Michigan State and what's going on with us, and we're like, wow, these injuries keep coming one after another after another. But I don't know the statistics from around the country, but I'm willing to bet a lot of these injuries happen at every single school. We're just Mm. not as glued into those statistics in those schools as well. And I'm sure every school feels like they're snake-bitten in some ways as well. Right. So I'm not trying to make excuses. It is a lot of injuries. It really sucks. But yeah. I, I'm not going to get out the pitchforks right now. Nope, nope. Nothing that I would say about the way that Rocket Watts looked in any way no. or shape or form would make me think that but, he was in any way. But once again, this is a good stretch of basketball for him to take a little bit of a break. Like we mentioned earlier, it is a very favorable schedule right now. So he can kind of take a break and uh, we can give uh, Gabe Brown some more time. Yeah, definitely. All right. So this is basically the Upper Jerk, Jerk Guy podcast after this. So... Which one to start with? Let's start right here at the top. Um, All right. With Tara's comment on D'Antonio in a suit, by the way, he looked like a fox. I'm just saying. Should he go old school and wear one on the sideline? It would give S. Gender more tie watch chances. So she does a tie watch. It's pretty great. I want to go the other way with this. Okay. I want to see more polo and shorts. I want it. I want it to become less professional. Snow, I want, snow game and him, with him in shorts. I want it to awesome. be. I want it to be less professional. Uh, you know, have a little more fun with it. You know, not like, gonna lie though, I have a thing for men in suits. Um, if you look at my obsession with Jay Wright, I'm big fan of suits. Big fan of men in suits, especially nice tailored suits. Uh, so yeah, I'm a big fan of Coach D uh, rocking a. Rocking a tailored suit on the sideline. Sh- I don't think we need a, a suit on the football sideline. That's oh, a that's a bygone and a nice, era. And a nice wool coat over over top, with maybe a little skull cap. Mm. We could bring back skull cap, Antonio. We're winning ten games, baby. Mm. Just saying. Oh, dress it down. Let's let's get unprofessional. I'm all for the suit. All right, next uh, one. Next question is: Is would you prefer a snowstorm for the at pinstripe bowl? Personally, I love watching football in a blizzard. Go for it. I'm of two minds on this. As long as no one gets hurt. <laughs> yes. Uh, first off, I, I think it would make a very uninteresting, who gives a shit game kind of kind of interesting in a way. 
everyone loves a snow game. Everyone loves a snow game. But I also, wanna see like some touchdown celebrations with maybe some snow angels, maybe a snowball fight. Oh uh, no, you get flagged for unsportsmanlike for that. It's fine. It's the NCAA. Boys have some it's the NCAA, you can't flex without getting a flag thrown at you. I think you know, after the game we can have a little bit of a snowball fight. Uh, maybe a little okay. Um yeah, snow games are fun, but the big concern there is that these guys are playing all year in basically ideal conditions for the most part. Uh, I don't know that I want them playing in a, in a snowstorm, especially if I want younger kids playing. I don't want any injuries that are going to tail into twenty uh, into twenty twenty. Fair enough. Um, yeah, you just want to make sure that the conditions are safe for the players on both sides of the ball in any bowl game because you don't want to, like with Kenny Wilkes last year, that really sucked to see him break his leg mm-hmm. in the bowl game, and no one likes to see injuries. And I'm high key hoping that Kenny sits this one out and Raekwon sits this game out. I want our guys to... Raekwon's not going to... He's not going to set. He already said. Oh, Raekwon, you sweet boy. Because he, wa- he wants that Iron Man. He wants to take that... Uh, oh. He wants the title of most games played. Most games consecutively started for Michigan State football. And I... Well, we'll let Raekwon have that. But yeah. Kenny should sit. Yeah. I think he will. Can't fault him for that. But we'll see. All right. What are you getting me for Christmas? He asks. Well, a Jerk guy. As More I mentioned, podcast, baby. At, as I mentioned at the very beginning of this show, um, this podcast is a gift. And Somewhat. we put it in a box every week and send it to this little thing called Anchor, and then they give it to you. Anchor is basically our postal service. Pretty much. They deliver the Shout gifts to you every week. And then are you going to do an advent calendar, maybe a whiskey one? I don't do advent calendars typically. Now, no. this is this is the first time, and maybe I'm a little uncultured here. Um, I've, I've never heard of alcoholic advent calendars. I haven't either, uh, but I'm very now. interested in this. Now. Yeah, I, I is I, it I, like a different whiskey for every day? You do cause... a different, yeah. You drink a different thing every day. Wow. Which for whiskey, I would one thousand percent do. Um, I think that's an idea. We might have to workshop. <laughs> figure this <laughs> we out. We might have to do that one. We might have to start drinking on the podcast. Honestly, um, I am drinking right now. Yeah, you I'm are drinking, drinking a Vista Bay, not sponsored hard seltzer that Jason gave me because he thinks they're gross. They're not great. I mean, you know. <laughs> it's coconut mango. Um, I would describe it as mm, interesting. Shout out to Aldi. It's like half the price of uh, it's uh, got, a White Claw. It's got the coconut and it's got the mango. Do they hum together well? Mm, to be decided. I will say, if you're, if you're near it's an Aldi. It's drinkable, though. If you're near an Aldi and you need some salts in your life, the lime one basically just tastes like, tastes like a lime claw. So, you know. Lime. You heard it here first. Yeah. All right. Next question. What senior football player will you miss the most? Oh, this is like picking my favorite children. I can't answer this. Yes, you I can. excuse myself from this question. No, I need you to answer this question because I'm not answering it by myself. Okay. I have a cop out. All right. The player I'm going to miss most personally is Matt Seibert. And then the player I'm going to miss most on the field, Kenny Wilkes. Why are you going to miss Matt Seibert so much? Because we're best friends. Mm. Besties. Gotcha. Uh, for me, um, I, I very much think that it's going to be Kenny Wallacus. Yeah. Um, just because he was so so much of a force. Um, maybe and he demanded s- double teams and in, yeah. attention. And it opened up a lot of... I mean, it should have opened up more if, uh, you know, our defense could cover in the secondary. But that's besides the point. And the story is everything, too. I mean, like you say, he, he just won the award but for being the best But how about our run defense, though? Our run defense is held up pretty well outside of a couple games here and sure. there. 
But our run defense with Raekwon and Kenny, we're going to miss those two guys. Mm -hmm. Uh, They've really anchored that D-line for years now, and we're going to miss them. Mm -hmm. And then this is the one we're going to have a little bit of fun with. All right. Do you do any impressions? All the time. Can we hear them? I want to hear Jason do John Madden or Horace Izzo. I I can't do either of those. I think if you do Izzo, you have to just yell Day-Day. Day-Day! Thing is, I, I can't do either of those because I, I don't have the horse voice right now. Yeah, that one's um, tough. John Izzo Madden, has a very unique voice. John Madden, you know, you got to get me in the right mood to talk about your ducking. Um, <laughs> or or whatever the hell, John Madden. Driving around on a bus. There you go. Uh, you know, um, I want to hear the one that you replied that you said you would do. The only one I can do is Coach O, pretty much. As an LSU so, Tiger bandwagon stand. I, I'm a big LSU Tiger fan right now. So the one that you hear the most is him say, Go Tigers. And then um, you can also hear him rambling about gumbo. So it's like, oh, it's some gumbo and, you know, the Tigers and, you know, LSU. I love LSU. And we're going to beat them up. We're going to beat them up. We're going to take all the recruits. It's basically Go Tigers. It's pretty solid. Um, I like to do a Nick Saban when I'm, when I'm like, just mad at something. I very much like to do a Nick Saban voice. Um, so, Tara, here's how we're going to do this. Yeah. Ask me a question about what I think about something. Okay, Coach Saban, uh, what do you think about your quarterback situation right now? Well, you see, the quarterback situation isn't ideal. I mean, I wheeled out to a Tagovailoa, and I thought he was going to be able to finish that game. Uh, you know, it's always in the game plan that he's going to play the first half. Uh, we, had, we had put no thought into making a substitution at that time, and it's really just unfortunate what happened to him. <laughs> Uh, you know, no regrets in this program. Uh, we're, it's always the next man up, and we're always going to get it done. Uh, we're going to come out, we're going to come back, and we're going to play the rest of this football game. And, uh, Holly, I, don't, I won't take any more of your questions. Well, actually, I have one more. No, Holly, no more questions. No, there's one more. No, no, Holly, no more questions. i got to go. <laughs> no, see, a funny one would have been is for me to ask you to talk up, like, North Carolina Coastal State or something, then you say how good of a football program they are. Well, North Carolina Coastal State does have a very respectable football program. <laughs> Even though they we get, beat them 150 a, to zero. They got, a, they got a bright young future. Uh, they, got a, they got a nice young man at They're quarterback. Um, you know, don't have my notes in front of me right now, but I don't have his exact name. But, uh, you know... North Carolina Coastal State's on the way up. (laughs) Absolutely. North Carolina Coastal State. Um, That's my favorite Nick Sabanism is how, like, they play, like, some FCS team or something. And he sits there and he's like, you guys are all talking down about North Carolina Coastal State, but let me tell you, that's a good football program right there, and they're amazing. And they've got a great coach, and they're... And he just, like, rambles on about how we're disrespecting this FCS team that has no wins. Absolutely. They're going to win 59 to nothing at halftime, you know? Great stuff. Anyways, so super fun. Go tacos and uh, roll yeah. tide. Roll tide. That's for you, Sandra. That oh. that is exclusively for you. I'll never say those words. And ever then my again. only Nick Saban thing is that my uncle does one, and he takes his hand and he just sla- puts his hand down and he says, "You have to play for sixty minutes." You have, you have to, to play, play for sixty minutes. minutes. So next week, we've got a Wake Forest preview. I'm going to tell you what a demon deacon is, because I still don't know. Jason apparently knows, but I don't. We're going to get into that. We're going to get into all the pinstripes. We're going to talk a little bit more about that pinstripe bowl. Um, Without all the baseball talk, because we're not talking about baseball ever again. Uh, Garrett Cole um, is very happy to be in pinstripes. Very and rich Good man. for him. 
Um, yeah, we'll talk about the Pinstripe Bowl. We will have a... Um, we'll have some more basketball to talk about. We'll have a shooting game to talk about, and we'll be able to talk about uh, the Oakland game. Probably not a great game. Hopefully a win. Hopefully some dubs. Yeah, we should be all right. It should be a And I'm sure there'll game. be some more news and notes coming through the week, and maybe some Big Ten news we'll have to talk about. Yeah, I mean, we're coming up, like I said, you're coming up to early signing here real soon. Um, we will uh, we will get some information probably in the next couple weeks here. Come on down, um, Darius Snow. That's my boy. Darius Snow, come Very on down. Very excited about him. Um, and we'll maybe have a little bit clearer, clearer picture on the program going forward. Uh, once maybe we some see, coaching news, please. I don't know that we're getting that till after the bowl game. I know, but please. Yeah, maybe right. some rumblings. Just give me a little rumor to get me going a little bit. Like well, If you know anyone that knows anything, send them to the Zero Dark Sparty podcast. Yes. DM um, me at Tara Stafford on Twitter. Or at Zero Dark Jason, uh, obviously. Also, that was a plug. Follow. That is absolutely a plug. Follow us. Ask uh, us questions. Um, like, comment, subscribe. Uh, find us on iTunes, Spotify, yeah. you know, all the places that we always Or you can just go to Anchor, search our pod, and get all your links to all the other pods that you need. Yeah. We're on everywhere, pretty much. We're literally Stitcher, everywhere. Pocket Cast, whatever. Pocket Cast is legit. Yeah. We're legit. If, all I right. did, if I didn't have Spotify, I'd use Pocket Cast. But... We, like, always have the longest outros. <laughs> yeah. We don't, we... <laughs> I don't know why. It, it's very we much like a... We, like, ramble. Like, we're not ready a... to hang up the phone. You know, we very much, like... We're like hate... that clingy ex-girlfriend. We hate, we hate to see the podcast go, and we really don't want to watch it leave, even no. though we're kind of just watching it leave right now. Um, all right, I'm gonna wrap this up. We're gonna go watch the. Uh, we're gonna go watch Kawhi come back to Toronto and go Illinois, Michigan, yeah. Illinois. Go Illinois. Go Illini. All right, See ya. we out.